The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Absent Minded. It's Friday morning in Sweden and we're waking up with a little bit of a hangover, don't we, um, Anton? No, not exactly. Like, it, it's very... Com- I, I, like, I have kind of a hangover because I slept on an overnight train. So so that's kind of why between Wednesday and Thursday. But but this night I've slept like on a cloud. So, you know, I'm all I'm all back and ready to go. I meant more in regards to last night's result of the game. Yeah, I know, but like you know, it was <laughs> that late, so like I, I I couldn't watch it all, and I'm kind of thankful for for not being able to watch the whole game because, yeah, it it was kind of like watching Montreal against Detroit last season. Indeed, and I, I probably have to take shoulder the blame for for this loss because it was the first game I didn't watch this season, uh, or I watched. Mm until Gallagher's goal, 1-0 goal, and then I fell asleep as well. Um, but yeah, you, you mentioned Detroit. We, we also have that feeling of, when was it that Buffalo was tanking? It felt like they always managed to beat us anyway. It, it was a trap game in, in many regards. Uh, but, but what is your take on it? What is Eyes on the Price take on it? That's just uh, basically that it's a night to forget. Um, there is, there will be these nights uh, along the season uh, where you face a team. It's, I think, it's difficult as well for a team um, built like the Canadians. Uh, you know, all all the things we've said that's positive about the team that they are rolling for lines and that they are um, a team which can compete for sixty minutes. They have a hard time sometimes when they are the much better team and they're going in as heavy heavy favorites and they know that the other team will just basically um, well try to steer away and and let the Canadians dominate and just go on a counterattack. So we've seen that, as you said, with both uh, facing Buffalo and Detroit in the past, and and it seems like. They, they kind of, in the post-game press conferences, you kind of got the feeling that they knew what they had uh, done wrong and that they are going to try to, um, yeah, try to just be be able to dominate more in these kind of games um, moving forward because you have to. Like, you can't lose five or six games against Ottawa during a nine-game span that you have this season. Indeed, and it was a little bit surprising that it was the second line... Um anchored by Suzuki that that really fell through last night it was Drouin, um Suzuki and Anderson that stood out negatively on the Corsi and and especially a relative Corsi for, uh, for for the rest of the team um mm. is this the sophomore slump that we all have been dreading for Nick Suzuki or is it a one off no no, it's a one-off, definitely. Like, we've seen Nick Suzuki start the season um, on a high-flying pace. We've seen him. Uh, he, he has points in all but two games. 
um i think it's the two losses i'm not i'm not quite sure but yeah he he has been he has been as great as advertised it's just he knew it as well coming into the press conference after like post game after um after the loss uh last night uh that he hadn't played well and um yeah when he doesn't play well it obviously affects his wingers as well but they didn't pick him up the way that you could hope for uh, more players with more routine. Um, but yeah, Josh Anderson managed to score a score a late, um, a late get back goal. But uh, on the other, um, on the other shifts that the second line had, it was just a night to forget really. It was uh, four out of 15 face off Nick Suzuki. Uh, obviously it's something that you get better at with age and, and with, mm. with uh, strength as well. But yeah, Shouldn't Julian have done something to move him away from the face-off dot in those situations, especially maybe in, in those situations where it's in your own end? Yeah, I don't really know what you're like. Obviously, you can steer him away from from those situations, uh, but but I think as well that uh, Nick Suzuki has shown in the past that he kind of he gets better the more confidence he. Um, that's you know put in him from the coaches so i thought that i think that julian just thought that we're going to keep on trying until it gets better and then it didn't get better all night unfortunately but um just hoping that he would you know catch well pick up his pace late in the game or something and just improve but yeah uh in retrospect, it's always easy to say that, yeah, obviously he should have been put in a more maybe favorable position, more offensive zone starts and less defensive zone starts, uh, perhaps. But yeah, it's just it's just one of these nights. Like uh, the Canadians had almost 40 shots and uh, yeah, they, they weren't maybe high quality chances all the time. But but at the same time, they, they still should have won this game. Looking at it, obviously the final minutes of, of the first period was not successful with two goals let in on more or less two shots and uh, just a couple of seconds apart. Um, how much of this is, is, you know, the carry price that we're not really hoping to see that much, but, but is there at the moment? Yeah, I don't think, like, carry price has always been this goalie who gets better the more important the more important the game gets um it's kind of like um you know um as we've talked about like doing it on a rainy night and in wherever um he's he's older and i don't think he thinks it's the most fun game to go up against ottawa in the 11th game of the season that's not when he's supposed to shine but on the other hand you kind of expect him to take a few of the shots that he let in last night obviously because that's why he gets paid 10 and a half million a year um so carry is carries a super professional he is the hardest on himself and i think that he knows that as well but I I can imagine that Julian will ride the hot hand and play Jake Allen in the next game. Yeah, and, and you know, like Carey Price is 34th in the goalie ranking in the NHL right now at 89.9% yeah. saving percentage, whereas Jake Allen is is much much higher. He's seventh at 93% uh, saving percentage. It's you say the hot hand, but has this backfired a little bit with having such a good goalkeeper? as a backup that you can really turn it around and, and, or is this just the normal November slump from, from Carey Price coming a bit earlier in the season than normal? No, like, I mean, how, how would it be, how would it be something that could backfire? Like if, if, 
the alternative on a normal season, as we said, like care price tends to have these kind of slumps uh, throughout the season, like normally in the beginning of the season. Um, if we didn't have Jake Allen, like we would be there now with a, yeah, Antti Niemi or a Charlie Lindgren or a Keith Kincaid, like who would we, like that wouldn't give the team any chance <laughs> at all. Like that, that would be, you know, you have to have Carey Price at a hundred percent for a hundred percent of the nights. Um, now we at least have Jake Allen who can step up a little bit more during these times when maybe Carey Price isn't quite feeling it. And that's great. That's what you want. And looking back to the two uh, Canucks games, it was a very different uh, Montreal Canadiens coming back into Bell Center and and showing that you know they have Canucks number and and uh, and Tyler Toffoli has Canucks number. Yeah, and they're not really going to let it go either. Uh, they're going to no. keep pushing, and uh, th- there were some really good positives. And it, this was a trap game. Everyone sort of knows it. Yeah. Uh, our chat before i i know twitter was a little bit before as well like you know if, if there's one game that montreal is gonna mess up it's it's the ottawa game first and foremost everyone yeah. else has beaten them strongly and second of all uh we haven't played them and and after a while when you lose nine ten games in a row like ottawa does then you're gonna win one because yeah. it's just the law of averages and and the, even if they're a a bad team in NHL, they're still a very good hockey team. Yeah, I think it was someone who wrote on on uh, in the ju- YouTube comments of the um, of the game highlights or something where it's just like, let us have this one. The Canadians are playing so well anyway. Let us have this win because that's how it is now to be a Senators fan. It's just sad. So like watching Tim Stutzle pick his game up and everything, that has got to be uh, nice for for Senators fans. Just Eric Brandstrom coming in and playing his first game of the season and and looking quite sharp. So I don't really know what uh, head coach Smith is doing with him. Um, but yeah, the Ottawa Senators will probably be better at least down the line um, a couple of seasons from now when they have grown into their grown into this suit a little bit more but yeah uh, this season will just be a throwaway for them and the canadians should beat them yeah a majority of the times naturally obviously you watch the heights uh, closer yeah. to me than than what i did uh, when i fell asleep on the sofa and <laughs> last night but looking at it um you mentioned tim stutzler fantastic prospect or fantastic player as we're gonna say he plays with the Umelets over over the U. Did did Brandstrom get the the, the Umelets over the O's in in his name? Uh, I don't remember. It. I don't think so. I think it's Brandstrom uh, yeah. because you know that's how it normally is with Scandinavian Scandinavian players. But uh, I I don't really remember uh, seeing it. But on the other hand, I don't really care that much about you know. I'm Team Umelet, so. obviously. I'm I'm yeah. I'm actually recording this in my classroom uh, at uh, Kofarskolan, so uh, don't tell the headmasters that. But but this is what we're doing on my lunch break. Anton is uh, up in the Swedish ski resort Ora and and uh, yeah. um, having a we have a great time, I guess, because uh, if it's cold and snowy here, it's gonna be cold and snowy up there, and you can enjoy the skiing a lot. Uh, uh, looking yeah. forward to next game against the Senators. Um, what can we expect? I think we can expect a bounce back from the Canadians. They have so many players with experience 
and who really hate losing. I think that you know the first line uh, anchored by anchored by Brendan Gallagher, who scored last night as well, um, and Captain Weber and Jeff Petrie and players like that. They they will step up and just make sure that the that all of the players who play on uh, yeah um, yeah this it is tonight already, isn't it? Or is it? No, it's uh, it's the early game on Saturday. Yeah, it's the early game on Saturday. It's one exactly. of the ones that we can enjoy for fully yeah, in Europe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, I, I just think that it will be a, a prime opportunity for a bounce back game and just to forget the uh, first Ottawa game ever happened. Um, and uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see if Carey Price gets the gets the nod to continue, or and also if uh, Claude Julian decides after this game that maybe it's good to you know switch something up, take in uh, a player off the taxi squad or something. Um, I don't expect it, but it will be interesting to watch. You mentioned the taxi squad. There is obviously a lot of rumors circling around Victor Mata. Um, do you think he will get traded? Will he get traded in inside the the North Division, or or will they be trade him to to maybe an American team? No, there is no reason to trade him. Uh, you need depth for the, for a season as condensed as this one. Uh, Victor Mete has played a few games now. Um, he is number seven on the depth chart because the other six are playing so well. I was checking out the Corsi 4 for this season, and the one who has the highest Corsi 4 on the Canadiens uh, roster is Brett Kulak, for example. And Brett Kulak would probably be the number six that Victor Mete would um, have to beat out if he wants a regular spot on the team. And as, as it is right now, uh, there is no reason to break up any of the defensive pairings. But... We will get injuries sooner or later, and it's great to have Victor Mete as a proven quality um, starting uh, defenseman in the league. If he's upset or something, he should be happy that he only signed a, a one-year bridge contract. So, at this point, there is no reason to trade him unless you get unless you get an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, um, what what is interesting as well for me is that you. With the the lines that Montreal has and the pairings that Montreal has that works quite well, it wouldn't be difficult for Montreal to trade him to an American team because mm. they can roll that that team that they have for for two weeks without having to sacrifice a roster spot uh, and get that depth maybe from from someone else if if the price is right. I'm not saying that they will trade Victor Mete. There were rumors flying around uh, about it last night, but obviously uh, it didn't happen. And and um, but there is with the strength of of the Canadian squad right now, you don't really have to worry about the 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 quarantine period because they're playing so well anyway. Are you thinking more if they would get a player back? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, because also you can just... You have uh, Kale Fleury on the taxi squad as well that you can just pick up for for now uh, if you want a 7th D um, to go with you on the road trip. So, yeah, uh, if you got a player back, there would be uh, no issue in regards to that. But at the same time, as you say, like I don't know really what kind of player you would be interested in um, and who you would put in the lineup. Would it be like someone coming in, just doing a, doing a complete switch, a seventh D for seventh D um, 
I would rather have Victor Mete in that regard because I feel like he can play on both sides. He has the ska- skating speed and he has a cheap contract. And those are all things that the Canadians value. So if it's just a player for player, um, it, it would actually like it would have to be something like Pierre-Luc Dubois, like that, that you just don't agree with your coaching staff anymore and it's just fallen out. And if I know Victor Mete correctly, I don't think that he will take that route. Um, he, he seems um, he seems like he has enjoyed being a Canadians from the, from the start and if two weeks out of the lineup is enough to change that then it will be a rough time in the NHL no matter what for him yeah and uh, we all learn to enjoy Victor Mede and 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 see him rise to the challenge in the Canadians uh, so I hope he stays uh, and, yeah. and I was really impressed with the games that he did play with with the Canadians those two games that against the Canucks um, yeah. looking back um a week ago, you had your three stars for for that week. What are yes. if we start with uh, star number three, the third star of, of this week? Who is that for you? Yeah, I have to mention like I have to mention Shea Weber because it was a week when he played his thousandth game, and there are only a, like a few players who ever get to do that in the league. And Shea Weber is this team's captain. Like obviously, we have a Jeff Petrie who is just lighting it up in the NHL right now, and he deservedly, well deservedly, gets more of the spotlight right now. Uh, and obviously, we have an Alexander Romanov as well who, who plays really well and is a rookie. But Shea Weber is just a leader and a captain of this team that is it's great to have that kind of player that you can just rely upon you know that he can play 20 plus minutes per night and he will do a, a decent job and now thousandth game congratulations Shay, and we we appreciate you and salute you yeah and you mentioned his other roles on the team but he's we know for a fact that one of the reasons that Romanov wanted to come to Montreal as well was to play with Shea Weber and learn from such a pro. So he's also mm-hmm. that mentor that, that you do want for your younger players that are coming up and into the league and to, to really learn from and to, to observe and learn from even more maybe. Uh, your second star of the week? My second star of the week is actually I'm doing I'm doing a quite um, I'm doing a special thing here it will not be a normal thing but I've actually tied the second one even if you can't but I can because it's my three stars um, because we have two new forward acquisitions that have lit it up at the start of the season both Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli had this week four goals and one assist and I think like because I wanted Shea Weber on there for his thousandth game. It would otherwise be, um, I would otherwise have to scratch one of those players from the three stars of the week. And I don't want to do that because I think that they both deserve praise. Uh, Josh Anderson didn't have a great Corsi night uh, last night, but he did score the the goal that gave the Habs a bit of hope late in the game. And it was a snipe from out of nowhere. And Josh Anderson has impressed he has impressed me at the start of the season because i didn't know what kind of player he would really be after his injury um but he has more just his pace and size and just his ability to turn up in the right um the right spot at the right time for for a volley tap in uh it's just uh it's been very nice to see him uh at the start of the season tyler defoli we know that he 
he mainly plays well against one team. <laughs> like he plays well in general, but it's just he scores against against the Canucks, and we had two more games he, against he, the Canucks. He took that non-contract offer personally. Let's be honest about that. He, yeah, he really did. And the Canucks and Jim Benning must really <laughs> regret signing Jake Vertanen over uh, over Tyler Toffoli because I don't really know what what kind of management that is because. Yeah, uh, Tyler Toffoli, especially like he, he lit it up against the Canucks, even as a Los Angeles Kings player. And he must be happy that he can continue playing the Canucks for this season as well. Because, yeah, eight goals in five games against the Canucks, one goal in six games against all the other opponents. Uh, but he is uh, he's a tied second starter this, of this week as well. First, if we go back to, to Anderson, we have to say that I was also very very confused not confused but worried about his shoulder injury you never know what's going to happen after that to see him step up in in that regard it it is uh, it is fantastic and it's it's so positive and and you got to give credit to mark bergman to to make that trade as well um losing uh, domi and and getting anderson is, is is looking like a super striker right now uh and then obviously we can't mention tivoli without mentioning the unselfish play he did to Jeff Petrie for the empty yeah, the other night, uh, where he he could have gone for for for, for the empty net himself, but he cannot if he for missed a it, for a hat trick. But if he mm. missed, it would have been a even with a few seconds left, it would have been a defensive zone face off. He they wouldn't have had the opportunity to change, etc. Uh, mm. etc. Et so, and but he saw that Jeff Petrie was streaking with with pace and and know that this was the better play to do and and yeah. i'm really really impressed by that because and it shows something that we have spoken about a lot on this podcast as well it shows that the team is thinking like a team it's not yeah. about unselfishness yeah and yeah. and that is probably one of the things that mark bergerman has drilled in with his talk about character as well you know definitely there's, yeah there's no yeah, i definitely. in team but but there is a me but but anyway, yeah. <laughs> there. I think this is really what, what when Mark Bergevin has spoken about character. These it's not only about coming in first, leaving and last, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's also about these decisions on the ice, and I think that mm-hmm. speaks highly of Tyler Toffoli to have adjusted and and really bought into that concept. Um, yeah. The first start of the week, I'm sort of know who it is, but I'm I'm, I'm going to let you say it. Um. I have uh, I have selected Jeff Petrie as the first. Oh, story really? Yep. I, I would never have thought that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It's very surprising, right? He has 13 points in 11 games this season. He was our player of the month for January. Um, he is the, yeah, he's he's the unheralded um, Norris uh, Norris Trophy uh, potential uh, potential winner in the uh, in the darkness. Like uh, Jeff Petrie still doesn't get the credit he deserves from from the rest of the league, in my opinion, and in mother, many other Habs fans' opinions. But but he has been great to start the t- in the season. He had three plus three uh, during these five games, so six points in five games. And uh, yeah, Jeff Petrie is uh, is the first star of the week. It's um, it's great to watch him play. He is. Having that possibility of having both Weber and Petrie onto um, who can play both uh, more than twenty minutes a game, and who are um, brimming with experience and knowledge, and just uh, it's it's great uh, in every regard. Um, and I'm I'm so happy that Mark Bergevin managed to sign him up for four more years. 
obviously, we don't know if Petri will be as dominant in four years, but just having him stay on the team really means a lot for the upcoming seasons. And uh, a lot of, of uh, different uh, media outlets have started to pick teams for the Olympics next year. And first and foremost, we have to hope that the, the, the Olympics will go through. Uh, mm. but, but on the other hand, uh, in the American team, everyone is picking Jeff Petrie. And, yep. and it's, it seems like he's starting to get that acclaim that, yep. that he needs to get and, and that he deserves from the play that, that he is, is delivering night up on night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, like Jeff Petrie is one of these guys that just he impresses more for every year. And I remember a couple of years back when I, um, I remember buying uh, one of the NHL games and doing a dynasty or or franchise mode with Montreal. And Jeff Petrie was one of the first players I, I was trading because he had quite a bit of trade value, and I didn't, I didn't really enjoy his play that much. And since then, it's just become like you know Jeff Petrie is the guy. He is like yeah, Weber may be the captain, but Jeff Petrie is the guy. And it must be good for 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 Jeff and for Shea Weber as well to have someone that he can offload some of that weight from his shoulder too, in regards to knowing that that person will be able to carry it as well. Um, I, I, I really have to say this: I'm, I'm I, I like Shea Weber, but one of the mm. first things that always comes to my mind, and this is me as a Swede, is uh, obviously is when he takes the. Henrik Setterberg's head and, and just smashes it into the plexiglass in one of the playoff series between Nashville and uh, at the end of the game as well uh, against Nashville and and uh, Detroit. Um, mm. He has. Um, I was very skeptical of him coming in to to the Montreal lineup uh, for that reason, but he has really, really uh, changed that perception. It seems to have been a, a one-game mishap rather rather than anything else uh it still lingers it still lingers but he is the captain and and he has earned that role not only with his play but also with his leadership i think and and Mm. it's great to see him get those thousand games and i can't wait for for when the crowd gets back into the bell center and can really give him that uh, appreciation that he deserves at the end of or or before a game at that time uh, because yeah. he deserves more than an empty arena with a lot of warmth uh, from afar, but not a lot of warmth inside. Um, we are looking forward to, to a better game on on, um, on the Saturday day, uh, early Saturday against the Ottawa Senators. But we are also looking forward to something spectacular on on uh, Sunday night or, or Sunday afternoon, at least. Uh, don't aren't we, Anton? Are you talking about a certain uh, American football game? No, I'm talking obviously about Ireland versus Wales in Six Nations. It's going to be uh, a classic. Yeah. It's going to be a brutal game. It's going to be in frigid conditions. It's going to be an absolute bonkers of a game. You might Which want to sport? watch some. Which some, sport is it? You might want to watch some some American football later on. But I promise yeah. you, watch the the Wales uh, Ireland game in in rugby before because it's going to give you the chills. And and uh, it might actually, with the with the with the weather it is coming down over North Europe right now, it might actually be an ice bowl in many regards. Yeah. Uh, what is your pick for the Super Bowl? 
Uh, my pick for the Super Bowl. I, I have to. Uh, sh- should I should I upset Matt or should I be happy on it? No, I actually think uh, Tom Brady pulls it off. I think this is the perfect ending to uh, not a perfect career because I don't think he will quit like ever. But I think he will actually win the Super Bowl. I think that I don't know if Mahomes is fully recovered yet uh, from his turf toe and concussion and other things, but. But yeah, Tom Brady in a one-on-one matchup in with a trophy standing on the line, um, I wouldn't want to face him. Um, so yeah, I, I'm picking the Bucks. All right, uh, I hope for for the Chiefs. Uh, I've never been a big fan of Tom Brady, so obviously I'm going to cheer against him. But obviously, it also means that he will win because he's always yeah. won every time I cheered against him before. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, but the law, law of averages says that one day he will lose. Uh, but he is a phenom when it comes to to driving a, a team to the Super Bowl, and he, yeah, you you have to respect him for that. If you don't, yeah, he's the goat. Like, uh, you, you can't I am, however, sorry for for some of the sound effects here. But we are in my classroom, and uh, as you can hear, uh, the sound isolation hasn't been that great in regards to to the other classrooms. Um, we are coming back uh, after uh, on Sunday or, or Monday night, uh, Monday morning or, or Sunday night with a new episode. We're looking forward to hear from you. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to leave us a little bit of a message or a rating. We do read them. We do enjoy them most of the time. But and and also, if you want us to bring up a certain subject, if you want us to bring up a certain player, please let us know, and we'll try to do that. Or even if you have any any ideas of different guests that you want to hear again or or that you want to hear for the first time on the pod thank you again anton enjoy your day up in order and um i will have an english class in about 15 minutes Uh, so uh, everyone stay safe and uh, let's hope for a quick rebound from the uh, ottawa game so and really trunch them on a Saturday afternoon in Montreal, right? It's Montreal or is it Ottawa? It is in Ottawa. It is in Ottawa. So uh, Mm -hmm. uh, revenge is a dish best served cold. So uh, it's even more cold in Ottawa because there are never any fans in that stand. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the weekend.